for so many years, clients, when they go through a redundancy, they've lost their job for whatever reason, they feel a little bit fearful, a bit confused. And most people tend to just hop over to an online job board and click submit, submit, submit for their resumes. And that's not the best way to look for a job. Jean? I'm very well. I mean, my goodness, what, what a surprise it's been. Oh, it's been a couple of years since our podcast interview. It's been, it's been. I appreciate you uh, joining me and accepting the invitation for today. I'm extremely grateful. Obviously, I follow you uh, quite a bit and uh, I obviously decided to launch my own podcast and um, show. And I thought, hmm, I think I'm going to reach out to Jane and see if she accepts my invitation. So welcome. How are you today? Oh, oh I'm very well. Um, we're, we're actually doing very well in Australia because um, the government has got, you know, cracked down very quickly on the COVID-19 uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, challenges and pandemic. And on Friday this week, in two days time, they're going to start lifting restrictions. So we'll start to have five people can come and visit. We can have 10 people uh, congregating outside. And so slowly, slowly, let's see if everything goes well. And in the middle of all of this, uh, I saw that you released the second edition of your book, uh, Career Crossroads, Navigating Career Crossroads, which yes. I was able to purchase. Yeah, I can yeah. see it there. So yeah, um, well, you got the second edition? I did. I did. Oh, yes. Thank, you. thank yeah. you for your support. I'm, I'm so excited because the first edition, it was all white. Uh-huh. And now the second edition, I thought, okay, let's, let's have a change in color. Yeah, that's a little bit more color. Yeah. yeah. But amazing because um, we just released it on Amazon Kindle last week. And within one day, it got to number one on uh, job hunting and in the resume category. So yes. I'm very, very happy. I think it's a sign of the times. People need to be able to have a bit of support when they're navigating their career crossroads right now. Well, you know, I, I remember when you and I connected about two years ago, um, a, a movement had started, uh, I think, driven by not only technology, but also the economy, that the economy was doing so well in general for countries like the U.S. and Australia that it's what I called an employer employee market. It was a candidate-driven market. So the options for, for candidates and job seekers all of a sudden opened up. And, you know... Uh, as I start talking to people and I realize that there's a lot of people that don't know how to navigate their career, what I call the self-management process. So here you come out with a book. Now is the second edition. What prompted you to decide to put all of this together? Because I, I started reading it. I haven't read the whole thing, but I started reading it and I always go to the index, the table of context to see what, what it's all about. And I can see that he's very thorough, very detailed, because he gives you kind of like a foundational concept around change and how people are, fear, are fearful of change. And then it leads all the way to resumes and marketing and LinkedIn, which is one of the things that we want to talk about. What, what prompted you to decide to put it all together in one book, in this case, the second edition? 
Mm. Well, it was five years ago when I first published the first edition of Navigating Career Crossroads. And at that time, it took me about a year to write the book because mm -hmm. at that time I'd been coaching for 15 years. Now I've been coaching, gosh, nearly 20 years. Yeah. Um, and so it really was everything that was in my head of all the things that I'd done with my clients and coached them through transition because I've been coaching, gosh, in Singapore and in Sydney. And for so many years, you know, the clients, when they go through a redundancy, or perhaps they've lost their job for whatever reason it might yep. be in, in between roles. They feel a little bit fearful, daunted, a bit confused as to what to do. And most people tend to just hop over to an online job board and click submit, submit, submit for their resumes and go, well, I've submitted 100 applications, nothing's happening. And that's not the best way to look for a job. And I found that when I was coaching, people had a lot of concerns when thinking about what the next step was for their career. It wasn't just, how do I get a job? It's really, I need the confidence to be able to build up, you know, my own personal brand and also to be able to project that brand out there. But how can I project my brand when I don't really know what I want? What do I want yeah. to be when I grow up? And yes. so yes. it doesn't matter what age you are. Most of the time people don't know what they really want. So yeah. So I decided to structure the book in a very systematic way. Mm -hmm. And I have seven steps that I, I work people through. And so the initial stage is you need to build confidence. Uh, and when you build your confidence, you believe in yourself, then you can market yourself well. And when you're going through a redundancy, you've been laid off, or maybe the job market is not so strong. Uh, there's an element of anxiety and stress. Yeah. So you have to manage your stress levels first before you can even start to go and meet people and network and interview because you won't be able to present your best self. And so after you build, rebuild the confidence and in, in my book, you know, I've got, I've got it. It's like an acronym careers. C A R S. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So I thought that's rather clever. Of yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Confidently manage, uh, manage yeah. change and yeah. your own confidence. Okay. Yeah. What comes and next? Then, and then the next is assess what makes you tick because if you don't know what your values are, mm -hmm. what drives you, your motivators, your demotivators, the skills and knowledge that you have, the skills and knowledge that is actually transferable to the next role, then you're not able to create powerful marketing materials, which is the next step. So it's confidently manage change, assess what makes you tick, and then pull that information into resumes and your marketing materials. And mm -hmm. that includes, of course, cover letters, approach emails, your LinkedIn profile, because that's a big part of your marketing is on LinkedIn. And I guess you, you want to cover that a little bit later. Um, and then after that, you have to express your personal brand and explore the job search strategies that work. And there are multiple job search strategies that do work. And I cover that in the book. And then uh, after that, what's, oh yes, relate your value um, and impress at interviews because the interview process is all about developing rapport, uh, relating your stories and your experience so that people will understand what you can offer to the employer. And then finally, it's uh, strategies for success, which is the negotiation process and then onboarding smoothly. So it goes very nicely through a careers acronym and mm -hmm. a seven step process. So the, the reason why I published the book is because because I'm on a mission, Gustavo. I'm on a yes. mission to make careers guidance accessible and affordable to everybody in the world. And I was racking my brains, how can I do this? Because I'm just one person and I run a coaching practice. So when I coach one-on-one -on -one or I do group workshops, that's fine. But when you have a book 
and you have a podcast and you've been on my podcast, that's affordable because everyone can download the podcast. It's free. Mm -hmm. And the book you get as a Kindle version or a paperback, it's very affordable. Yeah. Well, you know, certainly the acronym, I think it's, it's pretty, pretty spot on in terms of walking someone, which is basically what the book does. But talk to me a little bit, you know, you've been doing this now for almost 20 years. What led you to the path of coaching and particularly, you know, a career coach? Well, I specialize in career transition coaching, and I've made so many transitions myself. <laughs> I, know, I know the angst that, that people go through because yeah. I found when I was uh, much younger, I don't want to make this a long story, Gustavo, but when I was much younger, I didn't really know what I wanted. And mm -hmm. my father passed away when I was 11. And mm -hmm. my mother's Chinese, my father's English, and my father was a Cambridge scholar, but my mother didn't finish high school. And so when my father passed away at 11, there was no one really who could guide me through the process. So I kind of bumbled through high school. I'm a good student, so I studied hard. Uh, but when it came time to choosing subjects for my O-levels and A-levels in those days and going to um, college or university, I didn't really know what I wanted. So I, I just took a graphic design and technical illustration degree because I thought, oh, I'm really good at drawing, which I'm not. But anyway, so I got this degree. Well, somehow you thought about it. <laughs> well, I thought I'm I'm quite creative, but uh -huh. it's just I'm I'm not you know a very good graphic designer. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I'm trained as a designer, so I've got a good eye. But the actual execution, it's not my forte. And so sometimes you just don't know. But what was good was is that I could talk, and because I could talk, when I graduated from uni, I, I went to University of Minnesota, went back to Hong Kong, which is my home, and I got a job working in public relations because you need to talk in public relations yeah. and I'm quite an organized person and so from there I made a number of transitions because I moved country from Hong Kong to uh, San Francisco to London to Singapore and now Sydney and oh, wow. each time I made that move I had to change my career or find another job or make new friends and you know go through this transition where I had nothing and I had to start again and so over the years, I, I became more and more skilled at adapting, and I've become a fitness instructor, personal trainer. Uh, through the training, I was asked to do some corporate training because I'm very good at helping people to build their self-confidence mm -hmm. and creating this Yes, I Can self-confidence course for a major bank in Singapore. That led me to more training work. And then I was approached to interview for a career coaching role, which I knew nothing about at the time. But as I was finding out more about it, I realized, oh, this sounds really interesting. And when I started coaching, helping each individual to gain confidence in themselves to be able to create the career that they enjoyed, just it was like, you know, when everything just falls into place, it's yeah. really a puzzle. And I was 40 years old when that happened. So you can oh, really, I am. yes, I'm very old now. But <laughs> when, <laughs> but I think age is just a number. Yes. And if you love what you do, it's fine. So I had a major career transition at 40 to become a coach. So leveraging all the transitions I'd had before, and the empathy and the understanding, which is what's required when you know you, you 
you work with a coach, you want someone who's empathetic. I found that intuitively I was able to understand what people needed. And so from there, I took certification after certification, additional coaching qualification, because you need to be qualified in order to do this. Yeah. But I found yeah. the more I learned, the more I loved it. Yeah. And so 15 years later, I thought, gosh, I've learned so much and I understand people so well now. Let's put it into a book so that people who might not be able to afford coaching can get support. Yeah, I mean, certainly with, with technology today, the 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 access, you know, I'm I'm impressed every day that I go into LinkedIn, the amount of resources that are available uh, for people to navigate their careers. Now, here we are in the U.S. Not, not sure about Australia, but here in the U.S., because of the coronavirus, unemployment now all of a sudden has jumped to. You know, some say 14%, but others say when you do the actual numbers, it's probably in the 20s. So that can really hurt people's confidence, right? You lose your job. It's one thing to say, mm, I want to make a change, which is confusing in many instances. But now all of a sudden, you're unemployed. What have you found is the best strategy that someone who's unemployed, not because of their own fault, um, where should they start? What would be step one for them outside of getting the book? <laughs> okay. Well, well, first of all, yes, it is concerning because one of the most recent reports I read was that 3.4 million unemployed in the US now. Uh, probably the number is greater because I think it was a few days ago when I saw it. In yep. Australia, there were over 900,000 affected by coronavirus and stood down or many have lost their jobs because some smaller businesses have already shut down. So that's yeah. a lot of people looking for another job and it can be challenging enough looking for a job during normal um, you know buoyant econ economic times but during these times when people are talking about going into a recession will there be jobs how yeah. are you going to go for a job when there's going to be a lot of competition for any job that's out there? And I think that that's the concern. So rather than panic and worry and think, oh, I'll never get another job, you've got to take a step back and assess, okay, what have I got? Think of yourself as a product. I, I would say that. Depersonalize it, first of all. So you take the emotional reaction out of it. That's very important. And take stock of who you are, what you've done in the past, what your qualifications are and what you have to offer because moving forward we are coming out of you know coronavirus pandemic now the economy will turn around but you need to start to sharpen your x now lay your ducks all in a row i love i love metaphors <laughs> so i tend to mix my metaphors but get yourself prepared so that you can market yourself now hopefully secure a job in a short period of time but if for any reason it takes longer than anticipated maintain your confidence levels know who you are because you will be able to solve problems for someone somewhere. Yeah. And the more you understand yourself, the better. So the first thing I would say is take a breather. Okay. Don't get down on yourself. Take a breather, do everything that you need. And there are many experts in this to help you control your stress levels, you know, meditate and exercise, etc. Then do some career clarity exercises. This is what I tend to take my clients through as well. Let's assess what are your 
core personal and career values. You mm -hmm. need to understand what really drives you. Then you need to know, okay, what have I got to offer? What am I qualified to do? What can I do? How do I like to work? What motivates me? What demotivates me in any working environment? And there can be many, many different things that motivate different people as well. But what is it that you really like? And then what problems do you solve? Think back, what have you done in your career before? What are the problems that you have solved for your employer or even for yourself? Because you could have done quite a number of things on a voluntary basis as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're um, the, the, the secretary of an association or um, you're a coach of a little league soccer team or, or something. There are skills that you have. So pull in all of the skills, even if they're not work related, because it's what you can do and then redo your resume and doing a resume can be a bit daunting initially and yeah. there are many templates out there that you can get you know if, if you just google resume templates you'll find them i've got a number of templates in my book as well and in some of my online programs but but you can find it online and then think okay what have i got let me do a massive brain dump and put it all into a master template for a resume. Now that will end up being far too long because we want ideally to end up with a resume that's one to max three pages long. Yep. And what's in the resume must be the gold. It yeah. must be, you know, the, the, the really exciting stuff that an employer will enjoy reading because they'll say, oh, I need that. I need mm -hmm. that. Yes, I have that problem. This person can solve it. And each time you submit your resume, it needs to be tailored for a specific role. But just applying, you know, clicking submit and applying and adding your resume or your cover letter is not going to be enough. You have to also think about what, what do I want to project to the world? And here's yeah. where the LinkedIn side comes in because that's part of your personal branding. You've got to brand yourself in person and you have to brand yourself online as well most people will find you first of all online and that's where linkedin comes in so before we jump into linkedin are you pro cover letters or against cover letters what's your take on them <laughs> well i'm a former recruiter and <laughs> i'm i'm one who loves cover letters because a cover letter gives you an opportunity to let your personality shine through you have to admit resumes are not that exciting to read because yeah. they're, they're facts they're facts of yeah. what has this person done and you know where you've worked uh, the qualifications that you've got what are your accomplishments it's all very factual but in your cover letter you can let your personality and the way that you write shine through now i've asked lots of recruiters and hiring managers and asked them do you read cover letters and to be honest it's 50 50 some <laughs> people think oh cover letters are just fluff yeah. and you know, they're trying to manipulate me so I don't want to read it but others say cover letters are great because yeah. I can see if someone knows how to write a sentence with you know, correct grammar that's um, right that, that's really important too so I would say if they ask for a cover letter make sure that you include one because they've asked for it if they don't and if you're submitting via um, an online tracking you know if you're applying online there'll be an applicant tracking system that passes through your resume and your cover letter it gives you a chance to have more keyword matches uh, in your application so it might bump up the uh, percentage match and hopefully yep. a human being will end up reading your resume because that's what you want to happen that someone actually reads the resume yeah so 
So let's dive in into LinkedIn. Obviously, you've been in LinkedIn. I was looking at your profile. You've been in LinkedIn since like 2008, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, oh, you've been donk there. Donkey's years. I've been one of the early adopters. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's interesting because when I looked at your profile, I go, well, I, I think I joined in 2008, but I wasn't, I wasn't an active user, right? It was new. I was employed, so I really don't need this. All of a sudden, LinkedIn is the place to be, right? Um, what are some of the mistakes that you see people do with their LinkedIn profiles? Big mistake. Okay. Big mistake. Number one is, first of all, not being on LinkedIn. That's a big mistake. Not that's being so. on LinkedIn. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but once you are on LinkedIn, and it was interesting, last week I did a, um, a webinar uh, for this industry group. There are about 380 people who attended it. But in this particular industry group, I was searching for examples. And oh my goodness, the number of people with this particular <laughs> job title who had no cover image and no profile photo, I was horrified. I thought, why are you on LinkedIn if there's no profile photo? Because this is a professional networking site. Yeah. And you know, when you go to a, a networking meeting, you don't, you don't wear a mask. You don't have a That's paper bag over your head. Yeah. People can see your smiling face. So when you're on LinkedIn, let's have a picture of your smiling face. Um, so just a head and shoulders shot where um, it's clear. People can see your eyes, your smiling, you look professional. That's, that's a good thing to have. That's one mistake is not having a profile photo. Because if you have a profile photo, LinkedIn statistics say that your, res your profile is 13 times more likely to be viewed. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's complete it. The more sections you complete on LinkedIn, the more the LinkedIn algorithms like it and you will be noticed more. So from the top, you need to have, there's, there's a big blue space, you know, it's the cover image space, which is the blue constellation, which is the default. Well, uh -huh. That's very exciting. So first thing people should do is think, what is my brand? How do I want to um, express my brand? And you can have a look on my profile at Jane Jackson Career Coach. You'll see that my cover image, I change it periodically, depending on what's going on. Right now, because of COVID, I have a picture of myself. I've got a bit of credibility because I was voted like top 20 coaches to follow. I saw that, yeah. I know that was quite exciting, but I put that because it's credibility. And then I put, if you need help, come to my free support group. And I've got the URL there. And so because a lot of people need support, they can click on that URL, join my Facebook accountability group, and I'm there providing help. But then when COVID is over, I'm going to change it back to a picture of my book and other credibility, my podcast, etc. Correct. So you, you can change that yourself. And it's good for branding. It's so big that it looks like a website. So yeah. think of LinkedIn as your website, your, your picture to the world. So cover image needs to be good. If you don't have one, that's a big mistake. If you don't have a profile photo, that's a big mistake. If you use the generic tagline that you get when you set up a LinkedIn profile, and that is your job title at whatever company you're at, that's a big mistake too, because the, the LinkedIn allows you to put over 240 characters, depending on whether you're um, editing on your computer, your laptop, or on your uh, mobile phone. If you if you do your editing on the mobile phone, you get a few more characters for your tagline. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, that's but anyway, that's a little that's a little hack. Um, oh. So have have a good tagline that tells people what it is that you do. 
initially think of your keywords you know that are relevant for your job that people will be searching for and it could be job titles it could be leadership or strategy or marketing or whatever it might be but why not also put what it is that you do you know i help organizations too or you know empowering employees to do something if you're in hr such as such as you are gustavo yeah. so at, at the moment um i've got something like um if if you need support um you know during challenging times then you know join me here and then i've yep. got a url to click but normally i've got a career management coach linkedin trainer podcast host author um career change career transition specialist those are the keywords that i i change up every once in a while because if if your linkedin profile is static and you just create it and you think okay i'm going to forget it now and you wonder why linkedin isn't working for you well it's your own fault because it's just like a dormant profile the profile needs to be active yeah yeah no i i i've noticed that um obviously linkedin continues to evolve continues to launch better tools and for anybody that is a job seeker um that's their business card right it's what used to be the business card now all of a sudden like you said is a website and you have to maximize every section of the profile but it can be it can be daunting right it can be well, how do I start? Right? Some people are going to take their resume and they just copy and paste their resume with different employment history. But the reality is that it goes a little bit beyond that because you can put projects, you have the tagline, but every single word in that profile is my understanding that it's basically searchable. So yeah. recruiters that are um, participating in LinkedIn are able to do keyword searches. Do you know a little bit about those and, and what does that look like from the recruiter standpoint? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when they do a search, because um, most recruiters, they pay for the privilege of using LinkedIn, yep. you can yep. still use the free, the free LinkedIn profile, because to be quite honest, if you've optimized your profile with the keywords effectively, you don't need to pay for premium. But if you want additional search functionality and additional functionality, um, when you're using the profile, especially when you're looking for a job, you might want to upgrade to the premium profile for a couple of months while you're looking for a job actively but you can still let recruiters know that you are open there's there's a field just just underneath the initial information at the top of your profile where you can say you know let people let, let recruiters know that you're you're actively uh, seeking or happy to speak so so that's mm -hmm. good but first of all in order to get noticed when a recruiter does a keyword search the tagline keywords are very important because that's a powerful section in your resume your job titles are also very important and some people think you know you just got to put your job title there and it'll do but it won't for example i do some work with a major um, global outplacement company and my title there is executive consultant now that doesn't tell you anything yeah. You know, executive consultant sounds good, doesn't it? But it doesn't actually tell you exactly yeah. what, what I do. So that's people aren't going to be looking for just executive consultant because I could be a management consultant, a career coach, a leadership coach, a, any sort of consultant. So what I, I've done is it says executive consultant, but then you can add extra words. So I put career coach. LinkedIn trainer. So you have your official title because you have to when you're working, but you can add what else it is that you do. So say if you are 
maybe um, an executive assistant, for example, and you just put EA or executive assistant there, perhaps you actually manage projects as well. You can put project management or project manager. It might not be your official title, but you've got your official title there. So that's accurate. But have a few more words to describe what you can do in that job title bit. That's really going to help in the search. Okay, so so you were saying about the applicant tracking system to obviously ensure that both the resume uh, that is being uploaded and the LinkedIn profile match in terms of the data, correct? Uh, what else should I consider that is related to the LinkedIn profile as I'm going through the application process? Mm. Okay, make sure that you also include your skills, because once you put in lots of skills, then people can endorse you for the skills, and that drives more traffic and more activity on your LinkedIn profile. As I say, the more activity there is on your LinkedIn profile, the better, and um, you, you, can, you can put all of your skills on, when in the edit function, you can add your skills in in LinkedIn. And then once you've added those skills, you can actually within the edit function, change the order around. What happens is when you first add those skills, once people start to endorse you for project management or operations or strategy or whatever your skills may be, the highest number of endorsements gets pushed to the top of the list of skills but then once you've got some and if you think oh well actually i'm not being endorsed for this other skill leadership for example that i'd really like to be up at the top then in the edit function you can drag it up to the top because we only see the top three skills oh and so then and, and people are quite lazy when they land on your profile they're not going to go searching around to find skills to endorse you for they'll see the top three and you usually get the most uh, endorsements for the three skills that are visible. So that's a, a little trick that will be useful. Another thing to do is to ask for recommendations because your recommendations are really, it, it's, it's a testimonial from the people who've worked with you before to confirm that what you're saying is true, that you know, you're a lovely person to work with or you get the job done or whatever it might be. And you can ask people for recommendations or sometimes if you're lucky, people recommend you just because they want to. And so uh, that's nice. But many people feel a little bit shy to ask for recommendations. But don't, if you've done a good job, just say, if you appreciate what I've done, would you be happy to provide a recommendation? And then they do. And, and that's nice. And what I found is good for, for my business is that when people uh, have a career clarity chat with me, then I can say, if you'd like a little bit more information about what it's like to work with me, have a look at the recommendations on my LinkedIn profile, because I've got, I've got, gosh, over 90 recommendations there. I said, just reach out to my past clients. You, you'll see them there on LinkedIn and ask them, what is it like to work with me? And it makes it very easy for people to make a decision then. Well, you know, I, I, like I said, I started reading your book and then all of a sudden I, I discovered the seven, uh, the, I guess there are seven, yep, the seven steps that f create the careers acronym. Um, and I certainly think that from a, a, if someone were to condense and say, what are the seven steps that I should take? Although these are broad in, in, in nature, they're perfectly um, uh, created to walk the person through that pathway to developing or growing or changing their career as they put themselves out there. Um, I just want to close with the fear of change. Um, you opened the book. Uh, talking about how people are fearful of change. In your experience, how, how, can, 
how can people gain more comfort with the concept of change? Because change is happening all around us all the time, but somehow people are still hesitant about it. What have you found are some of the strategies that people can put in place to adapt to change a little bit quicker in order to move their career forward? Yeah, I think one of the most important things is is to remember that change is constant. We cannot avoid it. Even if you think that you're in a permanent full-time role, honestly, nothing is 100% permanent in our lives. It's yeah. just the nature of life. And where there is change, there is challenge. But where there are challenges, there are opportunities, as long as you open your eyes to really explore. So, so the important thing is to adopt a... Um, a flexible and adaptable mindset, be willing to accept that, okay, things are changing. What am I going to do about it? Do I need help in order to be able to manage this change or can I do it on my own? And if you need help, reach out for help because there are many people who will be willing to help you. And it could be a friend, a mentor, or a professional that, you know, a coach that you go to, uh, but whatever works best for you, then, then, I'm a strong advocate of meditation because with meditation, you gain a lot of clarity and it's scientifically been proven to reduce your blood pressure and reduce your heart rate. And you feel so much clearer. It helps you to put things into perspective. Um, Gustavo, may I just mention, I've got two meditations that I've deliberately created for my stressed clients, which really oh. helps them. So if you just go to janejacksoncoach.com forward slash meditation, there okay. are three meditations there. One is um, positive affirmations to change your life. And the other one is 10 minutes of peace. And the 10 minutes of peace actually guides you through what I've been doing since I've been 16 years old. Uh, and it helps helps everybody to get to sleep. So if you're feeling a bit stressed, and you can't sleep and three in the morning, ding, your eyes, you're looking up at the ceiling. Listen to that meditation because I guarantee you, my voice is so soporific. I put anybody to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so if do you the opposite <laughs> well well if if you think okay jane's voice is quite soothing and i've been told that it is then you can listen to it and it will just help to to relax you a bit and it's free it's just there on my website so you can you can download it so meditation is very important when it comes to stress management exercise is another thing that I would recommend that you do. And when you're feeling stressed, you probably don't want to exercise. You can't be bothered to go outside. You'd rather lie on the couch and watch Netflix. But no, if you exercise um, every day, say for 20 minutes, and you get your heart rate up a little bit, physiologically, it helps to reduce the stress and it reduces mm. those happy hormones, the endorphins, and you feel better for a short period of time. Just do it, as Nike says. Okay, That's just right. do it every day, whether you feel like it or not. And I can guarantee you, you will start to feel better. Um, and then talk to someone, find someone to really, someone that you feel comfortable with, just to unload, because a problem shared is a problem halved. I, I know it's a, it's a, a, a saying, but it's so true. Um, and then if you get yourself 
organized because if you live in a messy environment that's very stressful so think Marie Kondo okay? yes yes use the Marie Kondo method get yourself or clear out your wardrobes fix up your pantry in the kitchen get your filing done get everything sorted because when you've got um, an organized environment your brain and your mind you know you feel a lot more organized and then you'll be in control and control is what we all want when we're going through change okay so those those are some steps that really help uh, another one would be positive affirmations um, mm -hmm. and one that i love is i have everything within me to make today a great day and I do. And so do you, Gustavo. And so yeah. does everyone else who's listening. You know, you all have it within you. You just need to tap into your own strength and then make what you want happen by taking action. And people tend to need to be guided, which is why I wrote the book. So in Navigating Career Crossroads, I hold your hand through every single step. And also, um, if you like to listen, your career podcast is a podcast where I have over 190 episodes. And one is with you, Gustavo. That's right. That's episode. right. Such a good episode. <laughs> but I have a lot of career advice there too. And inspiring interviews from people like Gustavo who've made fascinating career changes or are leaders in their industry. So if you need some inspiration, listen to your career podcast. It's on iTunes and Spotify and TuneIn Radio. So um, that might give you... A little bit of oomph and then of course you can also reach out to me and contact me if you need help yeah so so obviously they can find you on um janejacksoncoach.com yep. right um, i know you're in australia but do you do you assist or help people that are in the u.s that reach out to you yeah. I, I coach globally. I have clients in the UK. I have clients in America. Uh, the only challenge with the US is whether you're East Coast or West Coast. Uh, so it's timing. Am I asleep or am I awake? As long as That's I'm awake, right. I can coach. Um, but what I also have that is very helpful is a Careers Academy membership site, which really it's it's just for a, a tiny, tiny, tiny cost. You get a lot of value uh, because in the Careers Academy, I have a number of online programs um, that guide people through the whole process, such as how to build confidence, how to write a resume, how to build a personal brand, um, as, as well as LinkedIn for career success. So I, I've got those programs too. And membership of the Academy gives you uh, included with the membership 30 minutes one-on-one -on -one with me where we do speed deep dive coaching. And every month there is a group coaching call uh, mm -hmm. where uh, on Monday night, mine was, it was all focused on LinkedIn, actually. The next one in June will be focused on how to prepare for job interviews. In July, it's how to gain career clarity. So I have a topic, but people can ask me questions and it's on Zoom just like this. So um, it, it really is very helpful. So the careersacademy.online is where you can, you can find all of that info too. And they find that through your website too? Uh, yep, or is that a separate website? website? It's two different websites, but there is a link within janejacksoncoach.com. But if you want to go to the Careers Academy directly, just go to thecareersacademy.online and you'll find all of that info there too. And obviously you're also on LinkedIn because that's, yeah. that's where we connected. So yeah. uh, I certainly encourage uh, those that are listening and watching uh, to follow you and uh, start paying attention to what you have to offer. I really appreciate 
you coming on my podcast. I've seen you for the last two years and I've seen how you've grown and how much you're offering today. Um, and I really appreciate that you put together a, a book that pretty much consolidates what someone needs to follow in order to uh, seek another job, a career change, and like you call it, navigating those, those career paths. And for those that are at a crossroad as to where do I go? Do I go in this direction or do I go in that direction? I was able to buy the book. Uh, the first time that I tried, it took me to the Australia Amazon and he said, mm -hmm. you cannot buy it here. And then I had to go to the US uh, website, but I was able to find it. So mm -hmm. thank you very much for coming out. Is there anything else that you wanna uh, leave us with today? I would say, please believe in yourself because you do have within you all the facilities to be able to create a happy life and a happy career as well. And if you ever feel a little bit daunted by the entire process, never be afraid to ask for help. Reach out to your network to support you. And if you need, get a professional to assist you. But there is always help out there. So you're never alone. Well, Jane, thank you very much for your time. It's probably right now morning for you. Uh, I'm about to get a little bit of ice cream and I'm calling it a day. <laughs> ice cream, very nice. What's your favorite flavor? Oh, I, I'm, I, I'm a simple guy, straight chocolate chip. And if there's no chocolate chip, straight chocolate. That's it. <laughs> well, I, I love caramel. <laughs> caramel, nice, nice. If you ever want to send me any ice cream, let's have the burnt caramel. Love I it. will definitely do that. Well, listen, I appreciate very much your time. Thank you very much. And we'll be in touch. Okay, thank you so much, Gustavo. Thank you. Take care. Stay Take safe, care. stay well. Take care, bye-bye.